important for, you know, just goofy random stuff to happen and people to get out and have fun and connect in unexpected ways. Welcome to On the Grid, a podcast dedicated to the Valley of the Sun. This podcast is a place where you can come to meet the creators and newsmakers taking this metropolis to the next level. A place where you can learn about what's really happening in Phoenix. My name's Philip Haldeman, and I'll be your host. On episode 9 of the podcast, we talk to social media mastermind Jeff Moriarty. He's corralled communities in the name of flash mob protests with Improv AZ, and he's brought together a vast pool of ideas with the Ignite events. Well, now he's expanding on that event with Ignite Music, designed to give music lovers and fans in the Valley a chance to share their passions and stories. This episode is all about connecting people. Jeff, thanks for being on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So you've got a big uh, event coming up, uh, Ignite Music. It's October 28th. We'll talk to that. I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, let's kind of just go back about how you kind of ended up in uh, the Valley, because you've been here almost 30 years now, right? Right. Okay. uh, originally from Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, my parents got sick of the snow when I was younger and moved down to uh, Nuevo Mexico, mm-hmm. which was nice when Breaking Bad was on. I was like, I know that place. Oh, I hung out there. Uh, but I graduated and came out to uh, ASU. So got my degree in computer science. Okay. And I'm a sun devil and been here ever since. So what's your um, background in terms of computers? I mean, obviously the social media thing is a big part of it, but I mean, have computers always been a really big interest for you? They have been, but it's funny, you know, when you get perspective and you look back on something. What really drives me, I've learned, is things that people don't understand yet. Puzzles that people haven't unraveled. And what got me about personal computers when they really came up is people didn't know what what was going to happen with them. Mm -hmm. And everybody was figuring it out as they went. And so, yes, computers have always been a big part of my life. But it's really the aspects of computers that um, are new and exciting and interesting. So the big, the big personal computer um, craze that started with Apple and all that stuff. Where were you in terms of growing up during that phase? Um, <laughs> I I grew up as computers grew. Okay, up. I was wondering. Go... It's kind of transform. I mean, that's a it's an interesting thing to note. I think you know because it's part of your growth as a person. It sounds like. It is. Um, the risk of getting too navel-gazy here. I mean, way, <laughs> way, way back in elementary school, they had the TRS-80s, the pet computers. The tra- this is We're going old, old school. There's a few people nodding and everyone else going, what is he even talking about? And just figure these amazing things you could program and interact with. They were, you know, dystopian future stories just erupted because everybody drew a line from this basic tiny computer to, you know, Skynet very quickly. Um, so as I went through school, as I developed friendships, as I learned to interact, as I played games, as pop culture developed, computers were there growing right along with me. So, hmm. And so you, uh, you came to ASU. Uh, one of the things that you're known uh, for is um, Improv Arizona, um, Improv AZ. So tell people who don't know what that is. So it's a group that does pranks and flash mobs around the valley. And we were inspired by Improv Everywhere, which is a group out of New York City. Uh, Charlie Todd and a great group up there. They've been doing things for a long time. Uh, they did a flash mob where they went into a Best Buy. 
with everybody wearing blue shirts and khaki pants. So it looked like there were about 200 employees. It's a great story. The manager freaked out and he thought he actually yelled into his intercom. Oh, there's a Thomas Crown affair going on. It's a Thomas Crown affair. So he did a huge um, freeze in place in Grand Central Station. And he'd been doing a lot of these things, a lot of fun. And every year he would do the no pants subway ride. And he'd been arrested for it temporarily. And it was a whole big thing. So nobody else was doing this, really. I mean, not on that scale. Now I feel like people are running around in their underwear all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, in New York, it is a little bit less exceptional, perhaps, right. than in Phoenix. Uh, but it was, you know, at the time, you know, really a big, a big deal and really kind of shocking. And police, you know, arrested him and his crew, and then had to sort out whether he actually was or was not violating the law. So he said, "Look, if you've got uh, public transport in your city, anywhere in the world, we'll pick the date. You get on the public transport in your underwear." and join us for the No Pants subway ride. And this was, by coincidence, the year that Phoenix finally got their light rail. Oh, wow. So I looked at the date of this event, and I looked at the date of the light rail, which was, which opened, I think, two weeks before the No Pants ride. And I said, by God, somebody is going to ride that light rail in their underwear if I have to do it myself. And so I did it, and a lot of people enjoyed it. Got a lot of great feedback that people love seeing stuff like that happen more in the Valley. So we made a group out of it and have done a lot of goofy things since then. And um, what's kind of the newest um, uh, kind of thing that's been going on with that improv AZ? Well, it's actually been a little quiet lately yeah. because a lot of the politics and news being what it is, it's made it harder to get out and... You're organize a group of people. You're and, kind of talking about tensions in terms of like a protest and that sort of thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's very little true public space in the Valley, you know, other than ASU and the narrow sidewalks that we have. <laughs> you know, you try to do anything near a shopping mall or anything like that and people are going to, uh, they're going to kick you out. They're going to arrest you really quickly. We've tried to reach out to a lot of the different shopping facilities and say hey look here's what we're doing we'll outline everything we're totally above board and they don't want anything to do with it they don't want to mm -hmm. risk it so it sounds like there was it was a there was a little bit more of a heyday so to speak a, a little a few years back i guess yes because it's it's kind of uh quieted down a little bit but in the same time does phoenix have a culture identity because we are i mean we're starting to see a lot more walkability and that sort of thing and so i wonder um because you've been here long enough to get an idea, and I'm just wondering, it'd be cool to get your opinion on the progression of that. Well, I think Phoenix's culture has come a long way in that I, I think things like social media, which I'm a big fan of now, um, have broken down a lot of those barriers. It's easier to find people who are interested in, in whatever you're interested in, and it makes it easier to organize these events. And if there's something going on in Scottsdale, and you happen to live in Glendale, you can find out about it. You know, it's you don't have to run across it. So I think there's more going on. There's more interest in things going on. But in some ways, it's more difficult unless it's a paid, sponsored event. And one of the things that I liked, I'm not a huge Pokemon Go player, but I loved the, the idea of the game and that it was getting out, people getting out to parks and exploring the valley and looking around. And People love finding new stuff out there. We've got so much going on in the Phoenix area. And 
Uh, people just don't explore it enough. 20 years ago, there was a lot of things to do, but you, d you had to dig a little deeper. You had to look for it a little bit more, don't you? You think? had to look a lot, a, a lot deeper to figure out what's going on. You had to know somebody, you had to hear about it, and there wasn't a, an easy place to go look and find out or search. Um, and people don't communicate a lot. We're, we're a very siloed you know, metropolis. I mean, so many of these homes, people, they pull into their garage, they close the garage door, and they might go into their backyard and their little courtyard of brick concrete walls into their little castle, and they don't know anybody on either side of them. Right. We're very, very isolated. We work in our little verticals, and it's, it's difficult if you want to break out of it. Where do you even start? But, you know, there's a lot of the, even though the flash mob stuff hasn't been as active, I think there's a big need for it. That first year we did the no pants ride, you know, people said you're going to get shot. I think they were half joking. But people say that all the time. You know what I mean? You live downtown, you're going to get shot. You know what right. I mean? Right. Well, like, there's, yeah, there, there's kind of a fear thing going on for some people here, I guess. Well, I, there, there absolutely is. But I think even more than that, it's this it's an example of how Phoenix sometimes pushes back against the unexpected. A no pants ride in New York doesn't surprise that many people. Right. You do a no pants ride or a pillow fight in San Francisco. Hey, Portland. Oh yeah. Phoenix. It just doesn't happen here that much. And I think it's so, even though it has been shifting still inherently a conservative area mm. that that kind of exciting, interesting, weird, wow, you're just going to break the rules you know, Sheriff Joe's going to toss you in Tent City if you do that. I hope your underwear is pink on the light rail. Um, you know, that's the kind of reaction people have. And whether they're joking about the shooting or not, the fact that the reflexive mindset goes there mm. shows that there's still a problem there. I feel like there, it, it, it is changing, though. I feel like it's getting better, don't you think? I think it's getting better, and I think it's why it's important for, you know, just goofy, random stuff to happen and people to get out and have fun and connect in unexpected ways. That's it. That's one of the core things of I've, I love about Improv AZ. I love about uh, Ignite when I did the social media club and all the other goofy things I do. Connecting people that you would never have met in any other way. We did uh, one of my favorite flash mobs we did with Improv AZ was um, a Where's Waldo. Okay. And we sure. did it at um, Tempe Marketplace because it was easy to, for people just to walk up and then disappear if they got really mad. And we had, I think, about 100 people. And I was the only one who was dressed exactly like Waldo. So you, you know how the books work, sure, right? Sure, yeah. So everybody else could be any variation of it. And then they were just supposed to kind of mingle right outside the Dave and Buster's there, sit, read a book, talk to each other. And it was incredible. You'd see people walk by and they might be in their phones or talking to somebody. And then they kind of look up and they realize everybody's wearing red and white. And they pause <clears throat> and they look again. And you could see the moment they realized what was going on. Wow, yeah. And their eyes would light up and they would just start looking and they're scanning the crowd. And where is he? Where is he? And then I'd hear this, there he is. And somebody would be charging across like they were going to win a prize if they grabbed me or something. You know, and then we had a, one of the... Um, people doing the filming had a bunch of flyers with my picture on it, like a wanted poster. And they're actually going up to people who didn't actually look up. It's amazing how many people are just so looking down in their phones and their own right. worlds and don't see what's happening. Yeah. So they'd say, Hey, excuse me, can you help me find my friend? And they'd look up like, what are you doing? Oh, and again, it was everybody wanted to play. Everybody was suddenly 10 years old and wanted to play. And just, it made everybody laugh and smile. And that's what we need more of. Wow. But it, 
you know, it's finding that sweet spot between it has to be incredibly inoffensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did this fake protest uh, one where people, we got together on a busy intersection. It was 24th and Camelback where there's a lot of traffic. Has to be on a sidewalk again. So everybody brought protest signs, but the one rule was you couldn't protest anything real. So we had, um, you know, uh, Captain Crunch hurts my mouth or I like glitter or, you know, something like that. But now if we got out and did that, people would think it's a real protest. And there's been a lot of protests in the news that have gone horribly wrong. Mm. So that one's almost entirely off the table. Right. So it has to be, you know, something where it's innocuous, where people look at it and immediately know it's harmless and can't bring their own preconceptions or political baggage or anything else to assume or try to read into it. Hmm. We never want it to be, you know, look like we're appealing to one side or another or, or you know, we're doing it for the fun of it. That's it. It was hard for me to understand the concept of Flashman. I just didn't get it. Um, and so the randomness of it actually serves a purpose, it sounds like. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, we get into patterns. We get into patterns with our work, even sometimes our weekends and our time off. Here's the, the things we tend to do. And a reminder that the world the world isn't under control. Weird things can happen to you. And sometimes they're just fun. It doesn't have to be horrible if something bizarre happens. It doesn't mean everyone loves it. The very first person I encountered the very first time we dropped trousers on on the no pants ride. Uh, and again, just to be clear, we wear underwear. We're, we're still have to comply with uh, uh, decency laws, <laughs> um, which was one of the funny things. When the first year I organized it, I didn't know. I'm like, what? What do you, question? Do you know what the decency laws are for Phoenix? How much skin can you show? That sort of stuff. Right. I have no clue. Yeah, and, and most people don't. You sort right. of it's you sort of kinda know like right. that might be bad, but really if you got right. down to it. So I had so I needed to figure it out. And in a not particularly bright move, I just decided to call the Phoenix Police Department. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured, you know, they well, no, were actually know. it's a smart move. I mean it is, but were they like I'm what did they treat you like and they were they mean to you? Like, no, they weren't mean. Okay. They answered my question question but they were really interested in why i wanted to sure. know yes. <laughs> and then i was like ah so the connection breaking up can't hear you click <laughs> you know <laughs> i was like why did i call police for that two no, days later there's like 80 people on the light rail they were half naked right exactly yeah. e- exactly yeah, hmm, yeah they, they gave that to their biggest brightest detective um <laughs> But yeah, the, the very first person when we pulled our pants down and because that was a big question too, you know, the first time we did it, the logistics of these things are weird. So we thought, well, what if the police are going to stop us? So if we if we show up in our underwear, they're going to see us coming. Oh, can't oh, do that. Point, I can't yeah. do that. Can't do that. Okay. Well, I know. We'll, 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 we'll get on the platforms and then drop our pants. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you know the light rail stops around, they're usually in the middle of roads or they're very visible. Well, if somebody's driving along and suddenly 40 to 50 people all suddenly start pulling their pants down, mm-hmm. we're going to cause an accident or, you know, be a huge distraction. All right. That's no good. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to get on the train and then we're going to remove our pants. Well, how are you going to signal that? I don't know. Okay. When the train starts moving, let's just say it's trickier to move, remove your pants on a moving train than you might think without falling over. And some people did. But I remember this one woman sitting right down. And to be fair, right, this is an unexpected logistical issue. Sure. (laughs) If you're sitting on a train, okay, 
and everyone else is standing and they take their pants off. What does it put you on eye level with? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. She was in downtown Junksville. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can see where that might not be her ideal mode of transport. But she was just immediately like, this is ridiculous. This is disgusting. This is what is wrong with this city and what mm. is wrong with kids these days. She was just, she just lit it up. Totally. And then, of course, the media wanted to talk to her as soon as she got off the train. Yeah, but... she's a good interview, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we pointed out, you know, you're going to see more. I mean, basically, so it happens in January. So you had people So wearing... this is coming up in January. Yep. Okay. Every, every January. Gotcha. And so you had people... Um, wearing either sweaters or light jackets or something and shoes and some kind of boxers or something like that. So really all you're seeing is bare legs. And we told him you're going to see more skin on the light rail in June when you've got people in shorts and a t-shirt or they're biking and they, you know, they hop on there with their bike. But it was underwear. Underwear's dirty. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, and it was it, it was it was funny though just the perception that and that's what drives people bananas about it. Well, and it's interesting because these flash flash mobs and those sort of things are very they are random like the like the protest ideas that you come up with. But they're very much kind of a sign of the times in that we experience random things in terms in terms of like social media. There's all kinds of random crazy weird stuff on social media that just goes viral and you don't know why. It's a weird I don't know, it's just a weird um we live in a weird time in the sense that um, we're attracted to those sort of things, maybe. I don't know. Well, we are, and I think you're you're spot on that it's a sign of the times, both in the good and the bad. I mean, one of the other reasons we've kind of backed off with the flash mobs or the pranks is a lot of the people who do them online, they're mean. Right. You get these ones where they mean come spirited. up, but yeah, yes. they're mean-spirited, and they, you know knock somebody's phone out of their hands or drop it, and they're like, hey, it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. Like no, you're just a, or the fake fake music and stuff like, or not fake music, the fake news pieces and stuff like that 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 could come across could offend people and that sort of stuff, yeah. you know. And believe me, I've got no problem offending people. Right? <laughs> that is not. But there's a there's a difference between being mean spirited right. and doing something just to make people laugh or to have a good time, right. and that that is the side of the line I try to stay on. Right. And kind of the opposite of mean spirit um, is the ignite um, events that you do. Um, tell some folks about that. So, ignite is a series of uh, we get eighteen speakers, and each speaker gets five minutes exactly to give their talk. They have twenty slides that they prepare, and the slides auto advance every fifteen seconds behind them. Oh wow! Okay. So when they come out and start talking. The timer goes, and every 15th, they can't back up, they can't stop, they need to keep going, and at five minutes, they are done. And it's an interesting format because it forces people to get to the point. And the people that we go after, so in some ways, if you're familiar with TEDx or mm -hmm. TED Talks, um, those talks tend to go to experts, people who are luminaries in their field or professionals, talk about this thing you've studied for 20 years or you're super well known for. It's tops down. Ignite is bottoms up. We want people to just say, what are you most passionate about? What is your brother most passionate about? What are you know the person sitting next to you at Starbucks really most passionate about? So what's an about? example of something like that? Um, we had a guy talk about airport codes. Oh, okay. All right. And what they mean all over the world. And sometimes they're very obvious. 
and sometimes they're not. Sometimes there's stories behind them. Sometimes they really seem to have no connection with the airport. But he was obsessed with airport codes. And you'd watch this and go, I, what? Okay. But when, you, when somebody is really talking about something that they're excited about, it shows. You can tell the difference between somebody selling you something versus advocating it. And we want the people to get up there and say, look, you know what? You may not think this is a cool thing, but this is exciting to me. You know, we've had people talk about um, ballroom dancing and how what he learned from ballroom dancing uh, made him a better business person. You know, we've had people talk about uh, child trafficking in Arizona. So the talks can get very, very serious. Uh, we've had parents talk about raising a child with autism. Uh, we've had people talk about, uh, on the comic book side, how all science fiction traces back to a cave in Arizona. Hmm. Because... You know, that's where John Carter went to Mars. So, um, and then, so when was the last time you had that, held that event? When is it? So everybody knows about it. So, so the next More one is, is coming up uh, October 28th. Oh, it's coming. And the last okay. one. This was, um, each um, Ignite has a subject matter to it? Or is there a theme there? Or, because I know the music one's coming up, obviously. Right. So. And in general, they're sort of all over the map. Okay. Um, and they tend to be, our only criteria are you can't pitch. So we don't want people to come and sell. Um, and uh, we try to keep them PG-13. We are very far from prudish, uh, but we want to set a baseline so people know if they're going to come what they're going to hear. And not every topic is PG-13, so that helps calibrate the people who are going to come and, and speak. Uh, some of them are fun. Some of them are um, intense. Some of them will make people upset. I mean, the idea is, again, kind of like that unexpected nature of the, the flash mobs. To come and hear something you didn't even know was out there. You don't know what you don't know, right? And no matter how well-read you are, no matter how wide your experience range is, you're going to look at an Ignite topic and not know, an Ignite lineup, and not know every topic there. I guarantee it. And so that's that's the main one. But a couple okay. times we've done specific ones. We did an Ignite Food, which was all food-based topics. Uh, we've done a couple Ignite Developers, which was more technical. We've done a couple Ignite after hours, which is 21 and older only, and that gets that takes covers a lot of the topics that aren't able to be discussed on the on the main stage. And what we tell people there is that is not for everyone, but if you come to that one, then I don't want to hear that you were offended because that's, that's you're, you're likely to hear. It's for all the things that I think we should be able to discuss, but we can't mm. because everybody is polarized or entrenched or embarrassed right. or you're, or you're going to get called into HR or whatever. Right. So, And so the, the one on October uh, 28th is all about music, right? Yes. And not just, you know, I'm a singer in a rock and roll band. Okay. Um, you know, we have someone talking about playing the didgeridoo and how Ooh. that helped him with his sleep apnea. Because the the circular breathing and so on that you have to do to play that helped him with his with his breathing. So we have somebody talking about the blues harmonica. We have someone talking about uh, in pop culture all the different songs that incorporate this one hero. Um, what's his name? Um, Superman. Yes, <laughs> got his name there for a second. <laughs> and then we also so but we try to make it an event. You know, it's interesting. Um, almost everybody who's ever been to an ignite event has been brought by someone else. Because, and I'm aware of this, it just doesn't sound that exciting. So you're going to hear a bunch of people just talking for five minutes. That's, wow, who do I need to do my laundry that night? 
But when people are abroad, they realize that, again, that excitement, that passion, people recognize people speaking about something that they care that much about. And for only five minutes, if that topic really, really bores you that much, then, well, you know what, wait four and so, a half minutes, right. and then you got a brand new one. But we also bring in food trucks. Uh, we're gonna have um, we're gonna have local bands playing. We're gonna have uh, what we call the instrument petting zoo. So we're uh, Mace Community College is bringing in a bunch of unusual instruments. So you're gonna be able to get kind of hands on and check out some things. I know we're gonna have a was it a chaban and um, uh, there's a six foot gong they're bringing in and all kinds of weird stuff. And then uh, we're gonna be giving out a USB that has a bunch of tracks from all local bands, all different genres, all different cool. tracks, because there's an amazing music scene in the Valley and we wanna showcase as much of that as we can. Okay, Phoenix has come a long way, I feel like, in the time that you've lived here, it obviously has. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on 10, 20 years from now, what does Phoenix look like? What would you like it to look like? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> those are like pie in the sky, questions. though. You know what I mean? So, you know, it can be anything, you know, I like it to look like. I mean, I, I've i really been heartened by, you know, seeing, say, Roosevelt Row and so on turning into an actual neighborhood and more awareness, I think, of the different neighborhoods and districts and so on around town. I would love to see our um, sprawl turn into instead of this big sort of wasteland, a collection of really amazing little communities, each with their own personality. Yeah. You know, there's definitely more character coming up, I feel like. Yes. And people are aware of it. Right. But there's a lot of people who still don't know about that. True. You know, you get on the east side of this, um, even the east side of Phoenix, let alone move out into Tempe and so on. And people are like, yeah, I hear about First Friday. Where is that? Where is that on Roosevelt? You know, they, they, they only kind of vaguely heard about this. They've never been down there. They don't know what's there. Right. Um, and they certainly don't know about Melrose or, you know, if you said Coronado, like they don't even know where that is. So I think there's more awareness and those things continue to grow. And I'd love to see those each develop strongly into their own area. And, you know, that whole business with the, you know, the, the district uh, stuff that Ducey, our, our governor, slapped down and so on for Roosevelt. I'd love to see that reversed and allow these places to decide what they want their character to be and right. what kind of businesses they they want in. You know, I was at ASU in the late 80s, early 90s, and Mill Avenue was amazing. Yeah. And they had more independent stores and shops, yeah. and it was just crazy from yeah. Long Wongs to Circus to, I mean, you know, Changing Hands was down there. and And it got pushed out by... You know, the Bed Bath and Beyond and The Gap and all these other things. And you need to preserve that stuff while it exists because it is so hard to restore once it's gone. It's weird to see that the whole thing happen in Tempe because you're right. It was so it was so unique um, and anti-corporate, really. And now it's cor so corporate. But um, the funny thing is that meanwhile in Phoenix, it's kind of – it's gotten more um, – a lot more characters popped up, you know? Yeah, and I think you're seeing some of that return to um, yeah. Tempe. I mean, there's a lot of people fighting for it. And, mm -hmm. you know, one of the problems, I think, with Phoenix is you get so much transition. Politicians and people, they come in, they want to make a break for themselves and then hop on somewhere else. So mm. you don't have people here for a long time with a vision. They want to do what's going to bring them money now and make people excited right now. And, you know, you've got local shops back on mill and you or smaller ones and they're still the big ones 
but it's getting some personality back. And I think as you know, the more that that flourishes and can shown to be successful, the more you'll see that continue to grow and expand. Exactly. Cool. Well, thanks for being on the show. It's been great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You just heard local band The Hourglass Cats, who will be featured as part of a giveaway at the Ignite Music event. After talking to Jeff about how social media has connected us, I got to thinking, of course, about Kevin Bacon and the famed Six Degrees of Bacon. Uh, I have no idea how or why Kevin Bacon was honored with this phenomenon, but I do know that my bacon number is three, according to the app Oracle of Bacon. That is... I am just three people removed from, in my opinion, one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood. And six has always been the number associated with this game. But the number is actually getting smaller when it comes to you and the rest of the world. Social media has made the world smaller, at least according to Facebook. The average user on Facebook is about 3.5 friends away from anyone else in the, in the world. So you're basically a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend away from anybody else on the globe. And this is actually pretty mind-blowing when you consider it. Um, so the population of the world is just over 7 billion people. And the population of the U.S. is almost 300 million. And in Phoenix, the population is just about 1.5 million, which means we're all just sharing this little tree house together. There's some serious potential in that. And that's it, my friends. Thanks for listening to the show. The track you just heard is from local band Playboy Man Baby, who will be featured as part of a giveaway at Ignite Music. If you'd like to reach us, we can be found at onthegridphx.com or email us at onthegridphx at gmail.com. On the Grid is produced by Chris Ayers. Intro music was performed by local band Factories. They can be reached at factoriesmusic.com. And by the way, sticking with our theme of local, we feature local bands on each episode of our podcast. Closing out this episode, you'll hear Snakes, 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 one of the many local bands featured on a mix being given away to attendees of the Ignite Music event on October 28th at the Scottsdale Center for the Performing Arts. And you can actually see them live on November 20th at Rebel Lounge with Night Beats. And be sure to check out their pages on Facebook and Bandcamp. Once again, guys, thank you so much for being here on our ninth episode of On the Grid. <laughs>